Good morning, everybody. Uh, by way of introduction this morning, my name is Pippa and I am married to Alex. And together we have Evelyn and Joel. And we've been coming to Gateway for over 10 years now. So very much part of the church family. And it's so great this morning to see so many faces on the Zoom chat. So good morning to you all. Today is the final Sunday in our series, Finding Jesus in the Old Testament. And today, together, we are going to explore the book of Ruth. But this morning, I would like to introduce a subtitle to my talk. And the subtitle is, There is More to the Story. And as we go through the talk this morning, I'll expand on what I mean by that subtitle. But first, in order to dive deeper into Ruth, we do need to do a brief synopsis of the story. Now, if you've not read Ruth, that's okay. But spoiler alert, I am going to tell you how it ends. But there's great joy in that, so listen out. You'll find the book of Ruth just after the book of Judges. And it invites us to reflect on how God is involved in the day-to-day -day joys and hardships of our lives. It's a brilliant work of theology that reminds us that there is more to the story. There are three main characters, Naomi, the widow, Ruth, the Moabite, and Boaz, the Israelite farmer, and their story is told over four chapters. Chapter one opens with, in the days when the judges ruled, and it reminds us of the dark days and cultural upheaval from the book of Judges. And here, right at the very beginning, we meet an Israelite family from Bethlehem, struggling to survive the current famine. The father, mother, and two sons decide to leave Moab in search of food. When they settle there, the sons decide to marry two Moabite women, Ruth and Orpah. Fast forward to 10 years, and the father and the two sons have died leaving Naomi, the mother, and two daughters-in-law. Naomi learns that the harvest has returned to Judah and show she feels the need to return home. Naomi, knowing what it will be like for a Moabite widow to return to Israel, compels Ruth and Orpah to return home. Orpah agrees and returns, but Ruth remains loyal and stays by Naomi's side. Together, Naomi and Ruth return to Israel and Ruth begins to look for food and she ends up picking grain from the field belonging to Boaz, Naomi's relative. Boaz is described as a man of noble character and make special provision for the immigrant Ruth. 
Naomi is thrilled that Ruth has met Boaz, as he is her family redeemer. More on that a bit later. But for now, Naomi instructs Ruth to remove her widow garments and wear clothes to show that she is available to be married. Ruth goes and meets Boaz in the field and asks him to redeem the family and marry her. Boaz is so impressed by Ruth's loyalty to Naomi's family that he describes her as a woman of noble character, echoing the woman mentioned in Proverbs 31. And he agrees to marry her. And together, Ruth gives birth to Obed. And Obed will go on to become the grandfather of David and in turn, the Masonic line. But what's a really interesting feature of Ruth is this. This narrator of the book of Ruth never makes reference to God. The characters do, but never the narrator. And as a result, we are invited to look deeper beyond the text. And together this morning, we'll discover that there is more to the story. So for those of you that are taking notes this morning, I've gone with the good old three paragraphs for my talk. It's not quite up to Joe O'Neill's alliteration standards from last week, but I have got my three paragraphs to all begin with B. So first off this morning, I am gonna start with Bethlehem. And that's our first bit this morning. And we're going to start right at the beginning of Ruth. Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Emelech and his wife's Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malan and Kilian. And they, they were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to live in, um, went to Moab and lived there. And it's here in the opening verses of Ruth that we meet a Jewish family from Bethlehem. Their location is significant. The story of Ruth starts in Bethlehem and it ends in Bethlehem. In Hebrew, the word Beth means house and Lechem means of bread. Bethlehem translated means house of bread. And at the start of Ruth, the house of bread has no bread in it as a result of the famine and so the family flee. In chapter 1 verse 6 we read that the good crops have returned to Judah and so Naomi and Ruth return and it's here 
right at the beginning of Ruth that we hear the echo of Jesus. Their relocation back to Bethlehem was to lead to the fulfillment of scripture. In 1 Samuel 16 verse 1, we learn that David would be born in that town and as predicted by the prophet Micah, in Micah 5.2, Jesus would also be born there. Now we know from many times of doing nativity in primary school that Jesus was born in Bethlehem and he was born in a time of political unrest. The Jewish nation was being oppressed, starved of its freedom and living under Roman occupation. Jesus was born in the house of bread. And in John 6, 48, Jesus declares himself to be the bread of life. And it's here that Jesus is offering himself a spiritual bread that will satisfy us completely and lead us to eternal life. And it's also the opening verses from Ruth it invites us to think about the current global pandemic. We are living in a time of cultural upheaval and social insecurities. And everyone's experience from the past six months is unique. And these will be the stories that we will share with future generations. But with Jesus as your source and Jesus as your bread of life, there will always be more to your story. Your current situation is not your finished story. And we learn this from Naomi and Ruth's exchange later on in chapter one. Naomi discharges Orpah and Ruth from their duty and gives them permission to return to Moab and remarry. Orpah chooses to go, but Ruth decides to stay. And Ruth declares in chapter one, verse 16, the following. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Ruth chooses to follow God. And more importantly, God chooses her. And we know this because Ruth, who belonged to a race despised by Israel, becomes the great-grandmother of David. And here, again, the story mirrors the actions and choices of Jesus. Jesus accepts all who follow him. But Jesus' story did not end at his death. He was resurrected. And his story and his resurrection, that, your story, is made stronger by the power of the resurrection. There's more to Ruth's story because in that exchange with Naomi, 
she chooses God. There's more because Ruth must have seen something in Naomi's character that bared witness to God. And what's interesting is that Orpah must have been exposed to Naomi's character too. And yet she decides not to follow. As Christians, it reminds us that we also bear witness to Jesus through our actions and behaviours. And know this, sometimes people will choose to follow like Ruth. And sometimes people won't, like Orpah. And that's okay. Others are watching your story. And Jesus can and will convey his love to you and power to them through you. Ruth was worthy and you are worthy too. In the next part, we're going to look at Boaz. Boaz is a relative of Naomi and from the clan of her late husband. He is described in chapter 2 verse 11 as a man of noble character. He seeks to learn more about Ruth's story and in generously providing her with resources and special provision for her to glean the grain from his field. He is actually fulfilling the law of the Torah to show generosity to the immigrants and the poor. He is the family or kinsman redeemer. Now, this was a cultural practice in Israel where when a male member of the family died and left behind a wife or a child, the family redeemer's role was to marry the widow and protect the family and heritage. In fact, his role as family redeemer is so important to the story that in chapter four, between verses four and 10, we see the word redeem occur a total of six times. And in particular, in verse 10, Boaz understands that in order to redeem the property, he must wed Ruth, the widow. And this echoes our own redemption through Jesus. We have a family redeemer in Jesus who unified with us by becoming human. And his death has redeemed us from sin and hopelessness. We know this because in 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19, it says this. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. The marriage of Boaz, the family redeemer, to his wife, the bride Ruth, foreshadows Jesus in his role as the bridegroom to us, his bride, the church. I don't really have time this morning to expand on more of this, but I do encourage you to go and listen in the archives to Caleb's talk on the Jewish marriage ceremony. 
But briefly, just to say that a young Jewish man would propose betrothal by offering a young woman a cup of wine. He would say, this cup represents a covenant in blood. And she would accept the offer by taking a sip. They would not drink from the same cup again until their wedding night. And during the Last Supper, Jesus offers his disciples a cup of wine, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. He tells them he will not drink again from that same cup until he does so with them in his father's kingdom. And this is Jesus's declaration of his betrothal to the ch us, the church. And we are reminded of this covenant every time we share communion. And the marriage of Boaz and Ruth shows us that there is more to their story and that there is more to our story because it reminds us of Jesus's caring and committed love for us. In the, in the final third part this morning, we're going to look at the birth of Obed. And at the beginning of Ruth, it is shrouded in chaos and bitterness and sadness. And the story concludes with a reversal of that bitterness. And the end is life, hope, redemption and grace. And through the birth of Obed, God was preparing the way for the births of David and Jesus. Jesus went through death, despair, bitterness, and through his resurrection brings forth life, hope, redemption, and grace. Once Jesus was placed in the tomb, I bet the disciples thought it was the end of the story. And maybe when Ruth and Naomi buried their husbands, they felt the same too. But God had more planned. And the story continues with the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. God uses a Moabite woman and her child to show Israel that despite living in the dark time of the judges, God has not forsaken their story. The life, death and resurrection of Jesus shows us today that we are not forsaken. We are redeemed by Jesus. The story of Ruth shows us that whatever your story is this morning, Jesus hears and sees you where you're from or what you're currently going through is not a barrier to Jesus. Who you are does not put Jesus off. He can use you in subtle ways like Naomi or in huge ways like Ruth. The story of Ruth shows us that God's provenance is at work behind every scene and every chapter in this story. God weaves together the circumstances and choices of Naomi, Ruth and Boaz 
for his redemptive purpose. And so to conclude, throughout all the stories that we have heard during this series of talks, we've learned of the interplay of God's purpose in the decisions made by humans. Jesus is the shadow and echo behind them all. And if there's one thing I want you to take away this morning, it's this. You are not the finished story. When Ruth buried her husband and left Moab alone, a widow, a foreigner, she may have thought that that was the end of her story, but it wasn't. And when Jesus buried the disciples, they thought it was the end of the story, but it wasn't. And if Jesus is not part of your story this morning, or you feel like you've come to the end of your story, then if you're on Zoom, stay online and ask for the prayer team. And if you're watching on YouTube, go in the chat, speak to someone, or contact the church if you're watching it later. Anybody will be happy to chat to you. So just remember, you're not the finished story today.